Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Money and me on your money, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning, folks. You're here with me, Danco, and it's time for our one and only Money and Me. Now, on today's episode, we're going to do something a little different. We're going to reflect a little. As we are fast approaching the end of the year, let's take a step back and reflect on everything that has happened so far. On the economic front, it certainly hasn't been all sunshine and roses. In fact, if anything, it has been a painful year for investors with both equities and government bonds posting negative returns so far. And it looks like the unrelenting worry of high inflation, slowing economic growth and the possibility of a recession caused by an aggressive Fed isn't settling anytime soon. For us here in Singapore, if there's one good thing that I'll take out of the dramatic year it's been, that'd be the easing of most of the COVID-19 curbs and perhaps the slow reopening of our Lion City. But I suppose that's kind of dampened by the fact that inflation is expected to stay elevated given high imported inflation and tighter financing conditions. With all that said, what are some lessons that we can learn from the transitions we've experienced so far this year? And how can we make use of these experiences to help us better equip and prepare ourselves for a prosperous new year? I've got the perfect guest to help us out on this today, so let's welcome Christopher Tan, the CEO of Provident, on the show. Good morning, Chris. How are you doing this morning? Hi, good morning, Dan. I'm good. Good to be back. Wonderful. It's always great to have you here with us in the studio. Now, Chris, to start off, let's talk about how 2022 has been for you so far. Was it good or bad? I think, well, I think for me and for many others as well, it's been a year of transition. Mm. Well, years of tra- a year of transitions from three standpoints. So from the market standpoint, well, I think we all know we are transiting or we transited from a low inflation to a high inflation environment from a low interest rate to a higher interest rate environment. And from equities markets doing very well last year to doing pretty badly this year. And for me, from the business standpoint, I exited, or rather my company exited from a joint venture. Mm. And also we started to go back to work in office on a permanent hybrid arrangement where some days we work in office and some days we work from anywhere. And finally, for me, from a personal standpoint, uh, the last 12 months have been tough because I lost my mom. I lost my father-in-law. My mm. daughter went overseas for study. My son graduated, you know, started work. And right now, a family member's health is taking a turn for the worse. So in a span of 12 months, many things have changed. Right, yes. And that's uh, certainly a lot of transitions you've experienced. Thank you so much for being honest and setting the scene for us, Chris. It certainly hasn't been easy for you, but I'm definitely glad you found the strength to overcome these challenges and inspired us to keep pressing on. And speaking of inspiration, let's jump right into the crux of this conversation because I believe you've consolidated three sets of lessons that you've learned from the transitions, right? So let's talk about the first lesson and that's lessons that can be useful for our personal financial planning. Why have you decided to bring this up and and what is it that 2022 has taught you about this? Yeah, so there are some lessons that I think might be useful for all of us in terms of financial planning. Mm. Uh, firstly, don't assume that interest rates were always below because I mean, we had experienced almost a decade of low interest rate environment and many became complacent and started borrowing to buy all sorts of stuff. Besides borrowing to buy a house and sometimes to buy a house they may cost, that might cost too much for them. Mm. People borrowed in Singapore to buy cars, and even insurance policies. The financial institutions coming out with all sorts of schemes to encourage consumers to borrow and many may be suffering today from those decisions made yesterday. Uh, the second lesson I think every one of us should be mindful of is spend below your means. 
hopefully the current sudden rise of interest rate will remind us once again to spend below our means. Don't just spend within. I mean, to spend within our means is to mm. earn $1 and spend $1. Mm. But to spend below our means then is to say, even though I can afford it, I don't have to spend it because I don't need it. It means not to buy things that we don't need with the money that we don't have just to impress people oh, yes. know, who we may not even know or care mm. about. Right? Yep. And in terms of retirement, I think if you are near retiree planning for retirement spending, you need a good spending plan. A plan that has a portion of money in cash or cash-like instruments to allow you to withdraw safely regardless of markets, but also have portions of your money that you don't need soon where you can stay invested for the longer term in equities to beat inflation. All this must be done before your actual retirement. Mm. I've got a few more that is especially important during this period of my life, and that's certainly lasting power of attorney. I think, as I mentioned, you know, the last 12 months have been tough. In fact, the last 36 months, I've lost family members. Mm. Sometimes we think we have control, but in truth, we don't. Mm. Our health can deteriorate very fast. So please get your lasting power attorney or LPA done while you're still mentally able to do so, so that if one day you become, unfortunately, mentally incapacitated, you have already appointed someone to take care of your personal welfare and properties. ACP, advanced care planning. I lost my father two years ago and my mom this year. Mm-hmm. When their health were deteriorating then, you know, my siblings and I were very clear of our parents' health care preferences in the event that they cannot make them on their own. And as a result of that, our siblings were very united in the decisions we made for our parents. So do your ACP, you have not done them. And finally, estate planning. Sometime last year, my father-in-law was diagnosed to have lung cancer. His health deteriorated very quickly and died in December 2021, just 12 months ago. But because he got his will done, his estate plan was executed pretty quickly and smoothly. And everybody at home, I mean, we, we know very clearly what our father wanted. And so again, if you have not done your estate planning, you have not done your will, strongly encourage you to do so while you are still in the pink of health. And thank you so much for that, Chris. I'm so sorry to hear about your loss and thank you for being so willing to share with us your experiences to help us better prepare ourselves for the future as well. Now, just to recap your points, I realize that they have something in common and that's, you know, assumptions and and believing that, oh, you're actually a lot better than you thought, you know, lack of expectations of what may happen in future. Yeah, I mean, we always think, I mean, when things are going well, right, then, I mean, we always think we have control. Mm. But I think the last, three years in the pandemic, we realized that actually a lot of things are beyond our control. And so whilst we still, in a way, have control, let's plan out these things so that when we no longer have control, at least the plans that we put in place, where it can be executed. Always have a plan B, you see, and always expect the unexpected. Thank you so much for that, Chris, for the wonderful and insightful analysis of planning for our personal finance. Now let's quickly move on to our next lesson, and that's lessons for investing. For investment novices like many from the Generation Z, myself included. It is the first bad market that we're experiencing, having been too young to remember even the 2008 global financial crisis. So help us understand and remind us what are the important investing lessons that can be learned from this year. Right. You see, when the year ended in 2021, everybody was, you know, screaming with joy because S&P 500 gained almost 27% for the year. Mm. And last year, the Dow Jones gained 18.7% and the Nasdaq gained 21.4%. Wow. But fast forward to today, year to date, S&P is down 15%, Dow Jones down 5.3%, and Nasdaq is down about 26-27%. But, I mean, if we zoom out, let's take a look at how these major indices have done from a longer period standpoint, right? Mm. Now, in the interest of time, I'm just going to say five or ten years, mm. right? So, if you look at how these have done five years, inclusive of 2022, 
the S&P 500 has gained 54% cumulatively. Wow. Dow Jones about 42% cumulatively. Nasdaq 89% cumulatively. Wow. And if you zoom out and look at 10 years, inclusive of this year, year to date, S&P has gained 187%. Dow Jones 164% and Nasdaq 347% cumulatively. So the thing about this, you know, Dan, is that bad news, it makes us zoom in. But in investing, we should really also zoom out to see the complete picture. Mm. So what is the lesson here? Well, allow me to quote legendary investor Howard Marks because I can't say it better than him. <laughs> he says that the short run is by far the least important thing. Mm. It is folly to try to predict what will happen to interest rates or how high inflation will rise. What matters is in the long run, we try to buy stocks of companies that will become more valuable and the debt which is which means bonds of companies that will pay their debt. It's very simple. And Howard Mark say, isn't that a good idea? I think it's a great idea. So mm. ignore short-term volatility, invest in a globally diversified portfolio, use low-cost instruments, stay seated, and if you can't because it can be scary with all the news out there, mm. find a trusted advisor that's able to help you stay seated for the right. Mm. Yeah, and I agree with you as well as to quote from famed billionaire investor Warren Buffett as well, if you aren't willing to own a stock for 10 years, don't even think about owning it for 10 minutes. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think there's one big point that we can take away from today is the fact that there's a lot of news about you know, how the stock market's been performing for the past three months, four months, five months, and I think we look too deeply into that aspect of things that sometimes we forget to look at the bigger picture in terms of the 10-year horizon, right? You are right. I mean, we're investing for the long term, so exactly. don't let the short term affect you. Now, if you're just joining us, we're speaking to Christopher Tan, the CEO of Provident, about the lessons that we can learn from the transitions we've experienced in 2022 and how we can make use of these experiences to help us better equip and prepare ourselves for the new year. Now, Chris, we're on to the last lesson for today and that's lesson for life planning. So why have you chosen this as a significant lesson learned and what do you want us to take away from this? Yeah, because I think sometimes when we reflect, you know, especially as someone in the financial services sector, we always talk about money. Mm. But life is beyond money and all the money that we plan for, it is to enable our life. So I think it's important to start, you know, reflecting also about our life. When both my parents' health started deteriorating seven to ten years ago, mm. I volunteered myself to bring them for almost all their medical appointments. And that happened almost every month or every other month. Mm. Now, I wanted to do so because I knew one day I wouldn't have them anymore. And because I didn't stay with them, it was my rare moments of spending just a few hours each time with them. Yes, it was inconvenient. Some months I have to reschedule my meetings. Some months I have to skip meals and rush to pick them up. But you know then now on hindsight, I mm. never, never regretted it. I mean, I treasured those conversations we had and the copy breaks that I could have with them at the hospitals. You know, I miss those moments when I can push them around on the wheelchair and occasionally holding my mom's hands when she needed to walk around. Mm. So since I started working at the age of 19, I've given a monthly allowance to my parents. It was my way of showing my appreciation and love for them. Mm. A few months before my mom passed away this year, she told me I can stop giving to her. She said she can't spend it anyway, mm. but I continued to give. I wanted to. I mean, beyond showing gratitude, it was my way of showing she was still alive. It was telling myself she was still alive. Mm. Today, as I've shared, then my parents are both gone. And... But, you know, I, I really believe in all my heart that my parents felt my love for them when they were around. Mm. And they also left me with, I mean, left me with beautiful memories of mm. them. 
you know, and since many years ago, my own family, we will go for holiday, usually at the end of year, long holiday, and we travel near and far, and we've done many exciting things together with my wife and my kids. Mm. Things will be different after this year, because my son, as I shared, has started working. Yep. It's difficult to take many days of leave. My daughter has left overseas, and soon she will graduate. I mean, she went overseas to study, and soon she will graduate and enter the working world. Mm. And even if we can go for family holidays in future, it'll be different. So really, what am I sharing all these things on a financial program like this? Mm. So I shared this at uh, the recent CPF Ready for Life opening forum, and I said this, I, I said this, you know, many say you only live once, YOLO. <laughs> but the truth is, you don't live once, you only die once, mm. but you live every single day. So don't wow. just live like there is no tomorrow, or just live like there is always a tomorrow. Live instead with wisdom, which stands mm. for with intention, seizing daily on mission. That means living intentionally, seizing to do purposeful activities daily and on mission and arrange your financial affairs to enable the purposeful and memorable things today mm. and also future events like retirement. And if you do that, you will be contented and if life takes your loved ones or you away today, you have no regrets. But mm. if life is kind to you and you live a long life, then you will also have been prepared financially. Oh, that's really very, very beautiful. Thank you for painting this picture for us. And I really like the phrase that you brought up, you don't only live once, you only die once, but you live every day. I think more often than not, we are so easily caught up with the busyness of life that we tend to forget to live a little. And in fact, we also forget that um, the people and the people that are close to us are also growing older. So thank you for reminding us that life is a little bit more than just work or financial freedom. It's also mm. about celebrating the little successes and perhaps spending a little bit more time with the people we love. That's true, yeah. All right, Chris, you've done a phenomenal job at laying out all the important lessons that we can learn from the intense year that we've been through. So what then are some of the must-do before moving into the new year? I mean, we use these reflections as a platform to think about what we need to do going forward. So mm. I think... Some of the things that we must do before going into 2023, well, reflect on what I've shared, think about the purposeful and memorable activities that you want to do now, and also the future financial goals that you hope to achieve. Then budget and arrange your financial affairs to enable them. Mm. Also, I mean, from the pure financial perspective, if you have not uh, top up your SRS account, right. consider doing that. Also, if you have not top up your CPF special account or retirement account, consider doing that as well because you can have uh, some tax savings. Do all these things before the year ends so that, you know, you can start 2023, right? And not just be caught up with the business of life again when 2023 starts. Yeah, that's very, very true. And let's talk about perhaps some of the mistakes that people make as well as they move into the new year, like in terms of how, like, the new year resolutions and why don't they live up to it as well. So how or what advice do you have for people like that? Yeah, I'm sure many of us, I mean, we are guilty of that, myself inclusive. Mm. I think sometimes the devil is, in the details, right? I mean, if we set resolutions and they are all very conceptual, very high level, for example, you know, you may set a New Year resolution and say, I'm going to run the marathon in 2022. Mm. But where's the plan? Mm. Right? I mean, we need the detailed plan, you know, to reduce it through your daily activities, the food you're going to eat, the training you're going to do, the, the number of hours and the mileage, you, you know, you're going to put in yeah. to make sure you're ready. Without those missing pieces, we are going to not fulfill our resolution. So if you're going to sit down and make, uh, and make resolutions, go into the details, put it down in a structured form, exactly what are you going to do step by step, month by month, week by week, and maybe even day by day mm. to achieve that. Then you have a much higher chance 
of achieving your resolution. Wow, that's really fascinating. And yes, having a plan is important. Not just a resolution, but knowing how to get there. And that's so often that we forget because we just like to look at the good stuff, don't we? Yeah, yeah. And the other thing I forgot to say is mm. find someone that you can trust, your best friend, your spouse, mm. and have them hold you accountable. Right. Because it's easier when somebody, you know, hold you accountable and say, Dan, you said you want to run a marathon. Yeah. Have you been training? <laughs> you know, and then you, you can be at least kept on track. Yeah, that's very true. And it's good to have people supporting you as well. You will feel a lot more motivated to push on. And perhaps yeah. instead of fighting for yourself, you fight for the people you love as well. That's right, that's right. Now, Chris, before we end this interview, what are some final words of advice or encouragement you have for the year? Yeah, man, as the year comes to an end, we're just a few more weeks before you know we enter 2023. Mm. I would like to encourage all the listeners at Money FM out there. I mean, I do not know what personal challenges you are facing today whether they be financial challenges, health challenges, work challenges, or other personal challenges. Mm. You know, we have this thing, you know, then in the investment world, and that is, these two shall pass. Mm. So I just want to encourage everyone, press on. Don't ever give up. Keep overcoming because whatever challenges you are facing today, they too shall pass. Wow. And there you have it. Tough times don't last, tough people do. This has been such a fascinating and inspiring chat, Chris. Thank you so much for your time this morning. It's my pleasure. Thank you, Dan. All right, we've been speaking to Christopher Tan, the CEO of Provident, about three crucial lessons that we can learn from the transitions experienced in 2022 and how to fully utilize these experiences to help us better equip and prepare ourselves for the exciting new year. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app, that's A-W-E-D-I-O, available on Google Play or the App Store.